0: Well, I'm going to preach something out of the Bible, but I ain't going to preach from my notes. (laughs) Oh, I'm feeling better, y'all. Hallelujah. Isaiah. Praise the Lord. My, my, my. I'm just a feeling, feeling good. I just feel like talking about preaching about Jesus tonight. More preach from page 369 in your song book. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's all in Him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why don't you turn around and shake hands with two or three people there close to you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Get out now. Cross the aisle there just for a minute. It won't hurt you. We got a few guests tonight. Somebody shake their hand there. Smile when you do it. Hallelujah. Don't fake it. Faith it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, mighty God, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, touch us, Holy Ghost. Touch us, Holy Ghost. Touch us, Holy Ghost. Oh, I can't... Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Say the mighty God is here right now. Oh, whatever you have need of. Hallelujah. He's able to help you right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Somebody worship a minute. Oh, mighty God. Oh, Lord, we want to exalt you. We want to lift you up. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't oh blessed be the name of the lord blessed be the name of the lord blessed be the name of the lord oh lord come by here come by here oh lord come by here uh, oh god while on others you're calling uh, god don't pass brandon mississippi by oh god while on other areas you're pouring out your spirit uh, oh god don't pass us by oh god you see tonight uh, oh god what we need to feel and what we need to hear oh right now god do the work oh i said the devil's a liar of everything hallelujah hallelujah oh I ain't feeling no pain right now hallelujah hallelujah in his presence there's fullness of joy at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore oh God that my spirit could just dwell oh Lord that's what it's looking forward to that day God I'm looking for that city uh, Oh God, when I can just stay in your presence all the time, never having been pulled back to the things of this world. Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. Got your Bibles. Turn to Isaiah, the ninth chapter. Don't improvise tonight. Hallelujah. I don't improvise much here in Brandon. I used to improvise a lot in Cleveland. Hallelujah. Isaiah 9. In verse 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. I say of the increase of his kingdom, there's been no end. There's going to be revival in Brandon, Mississippi, because the word proclaims it of his kingdom. There's going to be an increase. Hallelujah. Bless you, you may be seated. I'm serious. I'm on page 369. It's all in him. I'm going to tell you, I'm sure y'all have heard him, but. If you ever hear Brother Gamlin preach, I don't know if he ever can make three services without preaching on one God. He preaches one God. And when I was a boy, it does seem like in every revival, if it didn't last but a week, of course back then a week was seven days, you know what I'm saying, for revival. They is going to preach on one God they was going to talk about the mighty God in Christ this first verse says the mighty God is Jesus why do we know that we just read it Isaiah said unto us a child is born and to us a son is given that was a prophecy talking about Jesus Christ and he said his name shall be called the mighty God I'm glad that I serve the only wise God Isaiah said there's no other God formed beside him I don't know of any other God. I'm glad to tell you tonight we serve a mighty God. If you have a need tonight he is a mighty God. If you got a problem tonight he is the mighty God. If you're down tonight he is the mighty God. He's a mighty God. I wish we'd just get to believing he's a mighty God. I just wish we'd get to believing that he could do anything i wish we'd expand our thinking understand that god operates on what we allow him to operate the reason some people can't get the holy ghost they don't see him as savior in the context of the bible the reason some people don't get healed somehow they can't see him as the healer god can only be as big as you allow him to be that's why david wrote oh magnify the lord with me you can't make god bigger than he already is but you can magnify him by how much you look upon him and how much you meditate upon him and how much you allow him to move in your life i said the mighty god is jesus what an awesome statement tonight the mighty god it took a mighty god to save me he took more than buddha It took more than positive mental attitude. It took more than turn over a new leaf. I had to have a God. I had to have something that was stronger than I am. I had to come into contact with something that was mightier than I was. And I'm glad that I found him at an altar one day. If you're here tonight and you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can have it tonight. I say the mighty God is in this place. He'd love to fill you with the Spirit tonight. But then, boy, they switch speeds here. The mighty God is Jesus. That gets me excited. But then it goes on to say, the prince of peace is he. I'm going to tell you, folks, I want peace. I talked about it this morning. I, I want the peace that passeth all understanding. You that are in the midst of the storm tonight, there is a place in God. I, I, I think it may have been Isaiah, it may not have been, but one scripture says, "And a man shall be a hiding place." He was saying, he was talking about Jesus, uh, that Rock of Ages. Would you cleft for me? Uh, let me hide myself in Thee. Uh, there's times uh, that the pressure's on. There's times that everything that can go wrong has go wrong has gone wrong, uh, and God doesn't answer. He doesn't provide every need. Uh, but I tell you what, He'll do in those times. Uh, he'll be the Prince uh, of Peace. Uh, he'll be be the one that helps you when it seems like you don't know what to do he'll be the one to comfort you when it seems like you're ready to throw in the towel oh he is the prince of peace and then how don't this guy George R. Farah oh this is an old song was they singing this when you came in brother Edgar? Hallelujah. this is an old song the everlasting father aren't you glad he's everlasting I like something that lasts a long time. You know, they give you a car. My my car, my Mitsubishi that I got, it's got leather seats. The other day, I, I was in my glove box for some reason. Now, is this the most ignorant thing you've ever heard? There's a little warranty in there for my leather seats, and it says three years or 36,000 miles. Now, what for leather seats? I mean, why would you say 36,000 miles? Why don't you just say three years? But I'm saying, there's a limit on everything in this life. There's a place that it runs out of warranty. But He is the everlasting Father. I say, before there was time, God was there. After we keep, keep quit keeping time, God is still going to be there. Our mind cannot begin to understand. He was the Father in creation. In the beginning, God said let there be light, and there was light. And can I tell you tonight that if you can just get Him to speak a word in your life, He can bring light to your life. He can bring light to your mind. He can bring light to your spirit. In the beginning, God, the everlasting Father, the king eternally. Muhammad Ali, back in the 60s and 70s, wanted to say he was the greatest. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. That's what he'd say. You know what? He's got the palsy nowadays. He don't float like a butterfly anymore, he don't sting like a bee. But we're serving the king eternally. You're talking about a retirement plan that's out of this world. Hallelujah. I want you to know that we are on our way to a city. I say this is more than a, than a figment of our imagination. This is more than something somebody made up because the same book that I got the Holy Ghost that told me how to get the Holy Ghost is the same book that tells me that Jesus said I go to prepare a place for you that where I am you may be also and he's going to be King Jesus when we get there. He He's going to be my king tonight. The wonderful in wisdom by whom all things were made. And you know how your body, isn't it an amazing thing? When you get cold. When you get cold, you get goosebumps. Goosebumps give you a little more protection. When you get hot, you sweat. That's what I'm doing. See, I'm sweating and she's goosebumping all the same time. <laughs> sweat, that helps you right there. David said, our body is wonderfully, fearfully made. The doctors can't heal you, folks they can put your body back together and they can take out some stuff and put some stuff on but ultimately the body has got to heal itself the body has that ability to do that I don't begin to understand I don't understand science, I don't understand medicine, but to think that you can cut your finger and you can wrap that thing in a band-aid and a few days later or a day or two or three later if you're a quick healer you take that thing off, it's like there never was a cut there I say the almighty God breathed in the man and we became a living soul I say we're more than just a body I say the devil's fighting us because we got a soul the devil's not fighting us because we got a body he's fighting us because we got a soul and he don't want us to be saved but we were wonderfully made and the fullness of the Godhead oh man in Jesus is this place. you know I've talked to people taught Bible studies to people and really I I remember distinctly in Shreveport this one young man, as I got to that lesson on the one God, and we began to go through the scriptures the light bulb came on. he said Oh i I see." He said, you know, I never knew who to pray to. I never knew to pray to the Father or to Jesus. He he said, I didn't know if there was an old man up there or I I didn't know what was going on because there's a lot of confusion out in the world. I say, I'm glad that I understand that God is a spirit. I say, God is a spirit. And he decided to make himself a body. And he let that body be born on this earth. And in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. In verse 2 says, Emmanuel, God, with us. But you know what? God's not just with us. He's in us. Is that an awesome thought? He said, we're earthen vessels. You don't put expensive stuff. You don't, you don't go to the 7-Eleven and buy a bar of gold and put it in a little sack. And they keep it up, but somehow God chose to let our bodies know ye not that your bodies are the temple of God. We call this the house of the Lord, and I believe we need to reverence this, but we're the house of God nowadays. Uh, we need to understand He's more than even just Emmanuel, God with us. He is inside of us, living inside of us. He's the omnipresent spirit. Uh, do you know that God's going to go home with every one of us? Matter of fact, He's not going to go home, He's already there. When you get there, God, God's already there he's everywhere he sees you every day he sees you every night he's watching over you all the time I've told you my daddy used to make me nervous when I'd leave he'd say son there's an all-seeing eye watching you and I didn't want an all-seeing eye watching me men love darkness because their deeds are evil they think nobody can see them God sees you even if you got the light out even if you're in a basement somewhere god sees you down there men love darkness because their deeds are evil but he's the omnipresent spirit but now what a comfort it is to know that he sees me when i'm driving down the road and the drunk swerves on my side god sees me when i'm walking up the steps and i'm about to fall god sees me everywhere i go god is with me I'm so glad that I serve a God that's everywhere. He's through all and in all, and he's inside of us. What an awesome revelation this is, folks. We were talking last night, and it stirred us up. We've got too many of our children that do not really understand some of the basic principles of the word of the Lord. Somehow, we, we, we've got to get back to the basics. Our children ought to know how to quote Acts 2.38. They ought to be taught there's one God. We've got to somehow understand that the reason people can leave our ranks and go down to a church that doesn't teach one God is because they never got the revelation of who He was. If you ever get the revelation of who Jesus is, you can lose that with God. But if you really understand who He is, you would have never got me in a church that baptized in the titles you never got me in the church that didn't believe in talking in tongues I say we got to indoctrinate our children they've got to love the truth and so we're going to start teaching stronger and harder but you know what's sad it's not just the, the children you know why most people don't teach a Bible study? They're not comfortable that somebody might ask them a question. They're afraid that somebody's going to ask a question that they can't explain. Well, let me just relieve your mind. They're going to ask you questions you can't explain. I just tell them I'll get back with you next week. That's what I tell them. Because, But we need to study. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. You need to study the word of God. How many of y'all doing good on your Bible reading? Hallelujah. Well, that's a little weaker than it did the other night. Folks, we got to get the word inside of us. And I love the word advocate. Advocate. That's like your lawyer. He's the one that stands in the stead there. Boy, I tell you what, I mentioned this morning. Not trying to hope my, my little brother ever comes here. Y'all don't. Y'all act innocent about everything. But when he got in trouble or accused of trouble, you know they'll appoint you a public defender. And I, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with them, but if it's my neck on the line, I want somebody that's been around the block a time or two and so my daddy found this lawyer that wanted $25,000 just to go to trial and after that it would be more money it was just $25,000 for just to talk with him and to get some background material why? my daddy researched and found that this man won almost every case that he got he had a brilliant mind let me tell you the devil is called the accuser of the brethren and he's going to accuse us before the almighty God but the bible says if we sin we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, that God stands there and pleads by case he pleads the blood that he shed for us, we have an advocate with the Father and not only is that he's the high priest I say he's the one that can forgive sins, there's only one that can forgive sins Oh, aren't you glad your sins have been forgiven I'm afraid we've got over that revelation Anybody remember how guilty you felt? Or you hope you did? Huh? Hope you got convicted? You show me somebody gets under real conviction, they'll change their life. I don't understand everybody yabba dabba doing and talking in tongues nowadays. I don't understand some of it. And they get up and walk out we never see them again. But you show me somebody that really gets under conviction and somebody that's miserable and God gets a hold of them and lays conviction upon their heart and they repent and cry out to God. Now they can lose out with God but it don't usually happen overnight because they came into contact with the high priest and they're so thankful that he, was, that he forgave their sins. He said the lamb for sinners slain I say why did God choose to come and die on the cross I don't understand that but somehow in the economy of God that he made it's by the shedding of blood or there is no remission of sins and God found out that there was not anybody good and so he made himself a perfect body and when Mary gave birth to that child that wasn't a normal child that had precious blood in that child it was pure blood in that child I say the lamb slain from the foundations of the world that we might be saved the author of redemption Ooh. redemption anybody ever collect S&H green stamps or some other kind of stamps what other kind was it in stamps Arkansas there was only S&H and we would go my mama would go to Piggly Wiggly not a good name for a grocery store Piggly Wiggly she'd go to Piggly Wiggly And Wednesday was double stamp day. So my mama shopped on Wednesday. One time we got a croquet set. One time we got a little catcher's mitt. But you know you'd save those books and you'd go down to the redemption center. And you'd turn those books in. I'm going to tell you one day you're going to get your book just right. Some people get their book quick it seems like God takes them out early out of this life. Others it takes a long time and God just keeps on putting stuff in their book. But when we turn that book in we're not going to get some little rinky dink thing. We're going to get a crown of life. I say I'm so glad that there's a redemption process. That there's a way that I could be made pure and holy and right in the sight of God. But he is the Alpha and Omega. You know, my brain don't understand all that, do you? How could there never have been time? How could he be the first and the last, the beginning and the end? It takes faith, folks. You're going to have to have a little faith to believe the Word of God. You know why some people can't get right with God? They don't have any faith. They've let the world steal their faith to where they they can't believe it. But I think God gives the man the measure of faith. I say He was the Alpha and Omega, and He's everything in between. He's altogether lovely. He's the beautiful beautiful rose of Sharon. He's everything, and I tell you folks, this ought to be our life. We've got too many people that living for God in the church. It's just a sideline with him. It's just a a casual thing with him but that's not what it was intended to be you ought to be so in love with Jesus Christ and be like the disciples and say in him we live and move and have our very being that's what it's all about but because God has prospered us see back in the '30s when my grandparents got the Holy Ghost nobody had anything They didn't have any money for entertainment. They didn't have any place else to go. And so everybody was happy for revival. And they're just glad to have a place to go and get down there and boy, half the time they didn't have anybody that could play or, or they'd only have four strings on the guitar. But you know what? They had a move of God anyway. I say it wasn't the four strings on the guitar. It was they had a desire that we got to touch God. I say, folks, I appreciate the last four or five weeks that we've been coming to church and saying, God, we got to have a move of the Holy Ghost. We can't lose that thought process. Every time you walk through those doors, you need to come with an expectancy that God God, I know you're the Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end that you saw us here, Lord, from the beginning of time and you saw this service and you had a perfect will. We don't believe in predestination as though some people believe. I wish they could, but I don't know if I could or not as long as I was one that was chosen. See, some people preach either you're you're just bound to be saved or you're not. Matter of fact, Brother Hill, my pastor, when I was a boy, used to tell this story. He'd always say, he was sitting at a table with a man that believed in predestination. That man forked one of those little baby potatoes. He said, you know, God knew from the beginning of the time that I was going to eat that potato. And before he could put it in his mouth, the other man reached over and grabbed it shoved it in his. He said, no. He'd always thought, I say, the church is predestined. The church is predestined. There is going to be a church. There is going to be somebody that's going to be saved. Now, it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be you. But I will show there is going to be a church. We need to understand that. That I can be in the church if I want to be in the church. That I can be saved if I want to be saved. But don't think just because your mama's saved that that means you're going to be saved. you got to get a hold of this thing for yourself you got to reach out to God it's got to become real it's got to become alive it's got to get a hold of us I said this the other night talking about when Sister Adcock had been sick and I went to Shreveport last week as you know and I got to looking around and it concerned me about Shreveport brother Adcock because you know who was still the main ones carrying the prayer load was the elders. The same ones that had been there, Brother Valentine, 87 years old. Uh, I tell you, I got through preaching Sunday morning, there was a good little worship going on, uh, and he was over there kind of, that's what he does when he gets to feeling good. And I got over and I put my arm around him. I would have loved to run with him, but we couldn't run. But I put my arm around him we just walked across the front talking in tongues. Let me tell you, elders, don't you slack off. We need y'all to show us the way. But we need some young couples, some young people, some young men, some children to understand we've got to learn how to get a hold of God. we got to stand before the Almighty God and call us. Upon his name, we've got to pray. Because I'm going to tell you, I th- I'm thankful that there's more talent in the churches nowadays than there used to be. I'm talking about in a lot of ways there really are. But that don't bring revival. That Matter of fact, it can hinder revival if you get dependent on talent. Uh, matter of fact, while I'm thinking about it, how many of y'all fasted, at least fasted a couple of meals this week? Brother Pete's going to be here next Monday, Tuesday night. I say, you need to fast a couple of meals this week. You need to read your Bible every day. You ought to pray at least 30 minutes every day. Why? We're trying to get a hold of God. There is no shortcut. There is no secret to heaven revival. We've got to understand that when people first came into Pentecost and they came out of that background, they knew they had to pray just to stay alive in God. But we've got too many people that just come to church and they're just satisfied they're not a doper or a drinker anymore oh God forgive us let a spirit of prayer get a hold of us that we would learn how to weep between the porch and the altar and say God pour out your spirit upon us the living word incarnate in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became And we beheld his glory. The word became flesh. That's why you need to read the word faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of the Lord. You just need to indoctrinate yourself with the word of the Lord. I went back as I always do last Sunday in Shreveport. I went back to the prayer room. I set off the alarm. I told you all that Wednesday. I set off the alarm and I walked in there and I stood. It's it's where the pulpit. They have a class in there now uh, and they're still praying but they have a pulpit right about where I believe I was when God touched me that night. And I walk over there and it never fails. And I know that's just a building but that's a sacred place to me and when I stand there my eyes begin to tear up and just begin to run down my face because I understood that God this is where I found you at the cross at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart I say it was right there I say this place ought to be sacred to you every time you've ever felt the Holy Ghost you ought to give reverence to this place that this is where God meets with us and God is Touched us, and He's leading us and guiding us. Help us, Lord. I had a guy call me. I think it was Wednesday. I didn't tell y'all this Wednesday night. But guy had my phone number. I tell y'all that. Guy called me, Brother Edcock. Wednesday afternoon, said, "Brother Beckett." I said, "Yes." Didn't recognize his voice. I about know all y'all's voice now. Didn't recognize his voice. He said that you used to have a phone number eight two four zero three eight seven. I said uh, yeah. He said I got that number now. I said people's always calling for you, and uh, you know the new manual still got my old number in there, the red name, and uh, and and he said yeah, I have preachers calling for you, man. I don't get many calls at my house to make me feel better. They just couldn't get me. But anyway, uh, preachers called you, and he fumbled around. He said, Then there's been some people wanting you to come do some kind of program or something, you know. He, he said he couldn't identify. The, I said, That's me. But I got through talking to him, and he said, uh, I said, Where do you go to church? He said, We don't. He said, Matter of fact, we're looking. I said, When did you come visit us? He said, Well, my wife's Catholic, and I'm Baptist. We're looking for kind of a happy medium. I said, well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said, we're right by Otton Lee. I say, Gene, I was trying to keep a straight face. I I mean, I, I say, this is what he's looking for. I understand what he's saying. This is what he's looking for. This is that, that Peter said. Oh, God, help us to expand our thinking that God is trying to do great things. Praise God. And you guys ain't made one layout tonight. <laughs> Praise God. Although I'll tell you my wife'll kiss me if I ask her to, but I like it better when she does does it because she wants to Hallelujah, praise God bless you guys. boy, I wished I had the energy that they had. Don't you brother? God? I know you do i'm I'm about to get to thinking I may be getting close to middle age. Another 10 years, I'm going to be there. It's sneaking up on me. But I tell you what, I'm glad there's still a desire. I'm glad there's still something inside of me that's not satisfied, that I want more of Jesus Christ why the fourth verse says our God for whom we've waited I want you to know they were looking for the Messiah they was waiting for the Messiah and yet they didn't recognize him when he came that's why I said about that couple uh, his name is Lofton and when he comes I tell you what they don't know what they're looking for our God for whom we've waited but this is what their soul has been looking for this is what their soul has been longing for every time you ever picked up a cigarette you were searching for the Holy Ghost every time you took a drink you were searching for God every time you got high you was wanting something inside of you to satisfy the longing our God for whom we waited I tell you I'm waiting on I'm believing that God's fixing to have an explosion in Brandon, Mississippi. They preached one night at Because of the Times and Brother Randy Keyes, and I know I haven't gave you that tape yet ladies. I'm holding it out. Brother Randy Keyes said, you know, he said there's churches here that could double in a year. Of course, you know, everybody just looking around at first. And Tom Foster, pastor's in Dallas, Texas. He's the one that had about 600, I think, got the Holy Ghost last spring. He was drunk. He run up and grabbed that mic. He said, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. And all of a sudden, I thought, God, if it can be him, it can be Brandon, Mississippi. I say, as your faith is, so be it unto you. The mighty God is Jesus, our God for whom we've waited. Oh, God, we're waiting. We're calling upon you. We're believing God. You just lead us. You just guide us. You just tell us what to do. Well, bless you. That running does take it out of me, guys. I'm going to get in shape. Hey, I on five pounds this week. Hallelujah. I'm. I'm. I'm I only got... Fifteen more to go, praise God. <laughs> no, I didn't get a haircut, Brother Brown. <laughs> Ooh, boy, I'm feeling good. y'all. Boy, I wish everybody could just feel the real unction one time, Brother Edgar. When you're preaching, it, it makes it worth every little thing you have to go through. You know why? Because I love to feel that thrill. That's what drove me when I was in the world. I wanted to feel something. You know why I was probably like that because I was brought up in a church. I wanted to feel something. Some people go through life, and they then actually their their tombstone ought to read: Born uh, 1930, died 1930. We didn't bear them to the year 2000. They never learned to live. To them it was just a matter of going through life. No joy. No passion. It's, some, it's sad not to have passion. It's sad not to be excited about something. It's sad not to have some excitement. Anybody that's ever done anything great had passion about it. Whether they did something good or whether it was bad, they had passion. I'll just give y'all, I can give y'all a marriage seminar right now. Keep the passion alive, praise God. I still like kissing my wife. 28 years. Well, oh, I didn't mean to embarrass you there, Bethany. She's covering her eyes now. You want to see me do it, Bethany? <laughs> I'll do it. I'm feeling good. My wife's getting red in the face there. Come on, hon. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She just acts shy when she's at church. (laughs) Praise God. I say there ought to be some desire. There ought to be some. I'm going to have to ask you to forgive me when I get home. I'm sorry, hon. Folks, if we just fall in love with Jesus, that's just the bottom line. I just got to fall in love with Jesus. I I was listening the other day Uh, And and I think I said something about it, those guys not too long ago about guys when they go deer hunting, and they they get that buck fever. Any of y'all ever had the buck fever? Anybody hunt? (laughs) Brother J.D., I mean, what, you just get a little excited when you see them, and really, I mean, you've been sitting out there for three weeks and ain't seen nothing but two turtles, and all of a sudden... Bambi comes strolling out. <laughs> and it's no day or you think it might be. And they raise that gun and really do you get kinda excited and, and you know what? I've heard people say, Man, they wasn't they was twenty yards and I went Bam, 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 and didn't hit nothing. They they was just so excited. I tell you what, it's time to get buck fever in church every time something moves. Bam, 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 bam. Is that you, God? He said, feel after me that happily you might find me, though I be not very far from any one of you. You ought to be excited every time somebody sings a song. You ought to be excited every time somebody jumps up and down for Jesus. Hallelujah. It's your turn, brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah praise God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah I say I'm still excited about the almighty God I'm still excited that it's all in him I tell you what choir I want the choir to come back and sing that again let me tell you who Jesus is I thought maybe we wouldn't sing it again a while ago but I believe we're going to sing it again I say we. I sing with everybody if I know the words. <laughs> but you said I lost it from getting the haircut. Brother. Hallelujah. Me and Brother Shane go for 400 pounds between the two of us. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Brother Eckhart, you didn't get to say nothing to that. Well, thank the Lord. It's good to be in the house of God. We appreciate you so much, and we appreciate this church and what it stands for. Amen. I love God. Appreciate Friday night. You were so great to us. We appreciate it so much. Appreciate the gift, the offering you gave us. But more than that, we appreciate the love you show us every day. We love you. And we want to do something for the church, yeah. We don't want to be put on the shelf. Amen. Hallelujah. And we might want to get down here on the platform so you can shout more, Brother Brown. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Folks, I'm just hungry for the real move of God. You see, really, worship, praise is just the prelude to worship. Real worship is more than jumping up and down. Real worship is more than that. But you can't hardly get to worship unless you go through praise first. You got to be thankful for who He is. The real truth is and i appreciate this church so much but when we really begin to worship him and we get in the presence of god i say there, there there's those hush times those quiet times when god comes down all of a sudden just falls on somebody but i say he comes first through praise we got to get the love in him and praising him and let god move in our midst but we want this city to know we know who jesus is y'all singing a time or two